Here we are. Welcome back to another episode of On Report. It's finals week, everyone. Every regular season is done and dusted. It's a whole new season now and we're ready to go. Zach's with me. Zach, how are you going? I'm fantastic. Welcome to the new season, everybody. September time. Clap your hands. Let's get ready. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? And it's on. So they come into all parts of the ground now. All right, Zach, let's rip in. We've got so much to talk about. There's less games, so there's more time for us to dribble. And I just want to start off with Zach. Summer's just around the corner. We've entered the beautiful time of year of spring. Magpies are out. What are you keen for for the back half of the year? Yeah, I tell you, I'm not keen for magpies. Got a few got a few magpie stories for any fans out there who want to mess with me about that. Uh, biggest thing I'm looking forward to, and it's a specific thing for this summer, Eight o'clock, I wake up, Malabar, walk down to Ramwick just to play a front nine, golf, right? Golf. Probably shoot like 15 over, drop my clubs off, toast a sandwich, iced coffee, swim across Malabar Bay, and kick back for the rest of the day. And that is, for me, that is the dream. And there's a few boys out there that are going to be lucky enough to do that with me as well. But, oh, unleash me. I've got goggles. I already bought goggles. I'm ready to swim. If you could invite three NRL players to do that day with you, who would they be? Past or present? Or oh, past or present? Wow. Can I get back to you? And, can I get back to you on that one? You go. What do you want to do this holidays? Yeah, I'm more of the same. I just I want to. I'll try and get back to Sydney a little bit more. Um, I want to. Yeah, get out and about a little bit more again. Get in the sun. I'm going to try and not be scared of the sun this summer. Yeah, I'll be sun safe, of course. Uh, but and maybe better attire, but just being out in the sun a little bit more, getting a bit active. Uh, and yeah, who knows? Who knows what the summer will hold? Because for anyone out there, if you go to the beach with Josh, you purely go just for swimming, you can't yeah. sit down, and then it's like, like swimming, all the clothes on, run to a tree and like stay in the shade. So, like, if you want to, yeah, if you're like me and you want to get your like your Italian oils out and you and you get your swimmers on. You can't, you can't sunbake with Simat. That's unfortunate. Like, like you, like you, like genuinely don't know what it's like. Yeah, hey, I know. You, I'm you, not Amy, I've been in the sun for twenty minutes and I have like second degree burns. It's, I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. You're born and in the wrong the country. The re- yeah, I literally am. And the reason I'm scared, Terry Bazanius's is uh, Australia Day bash about 2017. It was an overcast day. No sun whatsoever. I didn't put sunscreen on all day. Get home that night, blisters all over my shoulders. And then I got this thing. I was playing, I was playing Xbox actually with Anthony Dorena and uh had these like I started getting real itchy. And like I it felt like there was fire ants underneath my skin. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop twitching and it just started hurting so much. And it's called it ended up it like got diagnosed. I don't know if it got diagnosed, but it was like it's called hell's itch or devil's itch. And I think Ooh. it's like when your skin is start to peel in. And seriously, most painful 18 hours of my life. Like I couldn't sleep, had to go to hospital, got antihistamines. I couldn't lay back on my back, had to like sleep uh, hunched over, um, arms on the table. It was terrible. So that's why I'm scared of the sun, but um, I'm, I'm keen to try it again. 
Uh, we've honestly taken that from what's like your ideal thing to do after lockdown to like learning about the devil's itch, but uh, I'm glad I know about it. The three people I take. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to include it at the end of the episode. I'm going to really think about it. End of the episode. If you're here in the episode, you'll find out the three people I take to a Malabar yeah, easy. with golf. All right. So here's the plan from here on out. I'm thinking Zach, we go on to on reports from here. I got a fair few to get through as I'm sure you do. We'll talk a little bit about that, a little bit about the NRL. Pump through the games. We've only got four this week. And then we're going to do the bracket, everyone. So we're going to run through what we think is going to happen over the next four weeks and just see who will be in the grand final. And we'll keep track of that and see if that if Zach and I can get close to what um, the actual bracket will look like. And then we'll move into a little bit of um, shit talking at the end of the podcast. How's that sound? Yeah, I'm just going to have to bleep that out. But I am really excited for this week's episode. I've got a new love for this. I've got a new love for this. All right, let's let's uh, kick off with the on reports. Give me give me your best one, Zach. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to flip it to you because you've got far more than me. So I don't want you talking for five I, minutes straight. So you go first, then I'll come in after it, maybe two. I actually have it. You know what this podcast has done to me? It's like everything. I, everything I do, I have like on report goggles on, and like I'm just I'm just, I'm just so cynical. I'm just looking for stuff to bring to the podcast and put on report. Um. I'll go, I'll put into two buckets again, footy and non-footy. I'll kick things off with my footy ones. On report to the commentators that when a winger or when there's a captain's challenge or a possible captain's challenge, the winger, and it's a winger or a front rower that wants to challenge. And they're like, oh, Vossi says wingers and front rowers shouldn't captain's challenge. They're banned, they're banned against it. And it's just, I don't know, it's just so painful to listen to because that's all they say every single time one of those goes for up for a review. And secondly is when Titans are celebrating making the finals. You guys have come eight with a negative win record and a negative for and against. There should almost be a rule that you cannot make the finals without those two things. They need to both be positive. I'd much rather be a seven-man final and first get to rest the first week and then you go from there because a losing team should just not make an elite league's finals. Wow. Like, I sympathize with the Titans purely because, like, first time in the finals for a long time. And this, but this year does put an argument forward to, like, it should be top six, not top it's eight. Just, they're a, it they're was bad. They're just there to participate. It's like Ricky Stewart said, they said we shouldn't be in the finals because we just lose the first week anyway. And that's that's the same for the bottom two teams. Anyway, yours, Zach? My own report, it's actually quite ironic because we're on Zoom right now as Josh lives in Canberra and I live in Sydney. But people who still find Zoom backgrounds and filters hilarious. Like, I get it. First two months of Zoom, first month of Zoom, maybe even the first year of Zoom. Oh, hilarious. You're in Hawaii? There's no way you're in Hawaii. <laughs> Those people, it's not a personality because I feel like people think that's what they do. I'm not funny, but let's get a funny background and then everyone from work will think I'm funny. And then the people who fall into that curve and do the joke. Oh, Josh, are you actually? Oh, Josh, how's Hawaii? Like, it's just a farce. Uh, Zoom etiquette needs far more improvement in this day and age, especially we're going to be Zoom for a while now. So grow up. You'll never see me with a Zoom background. I guarantee you that. On report, those people. And do you have a second one? Uh, my second one, it's a bit of a niche one because it's more so just like probably my pettiness, but people who use right 
and okay at the end of like a phrase when they're not going to they're going to continue speaking but they want to explain something if it's like a th- if like for example they're explaining who's going to get voted off on survivor the show on channel 10 and they say the first reason and they go right okay and like it's all they don't give you a chance to respond but they just speak and then you go and then they say something else and then they say right okay and then like yeah i it's i don't really understand why it upsets me because it doesn't really matter but it almost seems like that person wants to like validate what they're saying or they're trying to say hey it's really concept it's really a complex concept you might not get it are you okay over there so i'll report to those people uh i'll finish off with a couple of my um non-swimming ones firstly the people that uh only like to contribute or listen when it's a topic or conversation that they like or they or it's about them specifically today we had a meeting and this person is quite uh okay with being the one that is the center of attention and likes to have the meeting drag out longer as long as they're talking but as you get the little closing uh, conversation that dwindles before the end of a meeting, he's, we started talking about footy actually, funnily enough. And they're not into footy and they've just like really loudly interrupted and voiced their opinion that they don't like footy. So they're not going to be listening and they're probably going to switch off the meeting now. And like, if he never actually said it, like never ever said anything. And he said that that's fine. But two things, like you love being the center of attention, so just shut up now that you're not talking. And secondly, if you don't like it, then shut up. So uh, in both scenarios, be quiet, please. Cool. Um, another kind of work-related one. Oh, the month of September in the corporate world is known as September. So that's where you count your steps and you log them in a team for cerebral palsy. Fantastic initiative and great cause, great charity, whatever you want to say. But for me, it's the people that are flogging it off like it was their choice to do it and then put on their social media. Like, I understand if you don't work and you're doing this off your own back and because you think it's genuinely a good cause and you're raising money. But for people that have just been kind of roped into it because everyone else is doing it at work and then kind of then flogging it off on their personal uh, social media as they're doing a good thing, which they are to be fair, but it's kind of like, you didn't do this because you wanted to, you did this because everyone at work was going to do it. Does that make sense? I get you. Yeah. I uh, get you. Well, I'll it's cheap, it's I'll cheap steps. They're fake steps in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Fake steps. All right. Let's move on. Zachary footy. What's been happening? How'd we go last week? I think it was a pretty decent week. Was it not? I went, I went six. But my, my plan was honestly just to muck around the whole time because I had no chance of winning my comp. I just wanted to like pull up a cool a few cool tips. For example, Broncos. That was a cool tip. Yeah. That, yeah. They were always winning. And doggies. We loved we loved seeing doggies yeah, get up. That was exciting. And so Jack Zach- Hetherington and Jake yeah. Avrillo. Yeah. So Zach's asked, Zach guys asked me five minutes before the game, who do you think is going to score? We've picked Jake Avrillo and Jack Hetherington at $7. And they scored like virtually straight away. Um, and I've told everyone it was my multi, but it was in fact Zach's. Um, so sorry for lying, everyone. No, that's fine. And let's move on. We've got an idea to do an on-report card. Yeah, uh, a report card. A report card. Report. Who thought of that? Card. Who thought of that? Zach thought of that. Yeah, thanks. Um, and I don't know why you do that. There's so many times where I come up with stuff and then you flog it off. And then the one time I do it, you make it obvious. Is that an on-report? Yeah, it can be because it, it happens every week. Anyway, um, we're gonna we're gonna go through the bottom eight teams and make a report card on whether or not their season is a pass or a fail, A, B, C, D, or F, 
and where they have progressed and regressed. So where do you want to start with, ninth or 16th, Zach? I'd like to go 16th up. So starting at the Bulldogs, who got the wooden spoon this year. All right. What do you, what do you, how do you reckon they went? Well, what do you reckon the expectation was preseason? I honestly think expectation and what they actually achieved pretty bang on the same. They weren't expected to do anything special this year. So it was a pretty much a battle between, did they come 14th, 15th or 16th? Came 16th, probably finished the season better than the Tigers and the Cowboys in front of them. But yeah, it's all about next year for the Dogs. After probably Matt Burden's signing was announced, it's all been Dogs next year, next year, next year. So Next yeah. year, it's a big one though. There's a lot of pressure on next year. So can you please give me a grade and a progress or regress? Progress, because they got rid of a lot of uh, malakis uh, and non nonsensicals. Grade E. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, for me, the doggies were wooden spoon favourites coming into the season, and they and that's come through. It's no real surprise. Funnily enough, and I know this has been mentioned throughout the year, but when Manly went four and zero. I got so ants in my pants saying, they get the spoon. $21 a spoon, let's get on, let's get on. And I know some other listeners actually agree with that and now everyone was just getting around it and look, bang, they came forth. So next time I, I'm going to learn to shut my mouth. But that's another story for another day. Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Cowboys? Cowboys? For me, it's a big, big fat F. Oh, they have... Yeah, so they brought in a new coach. Valentine Holmes was his second season back for the NFL. He was meant to be ready to go. Tamalolo, another year, should be fine. They have the hammer. The, people were dead set saying preseason. This is at you, bloke in the bar. They're going to come banging on the door of top four, but definitely in the top eight. Like There was no way on earth that this team was going to be anywhere other than 14th, 15th, or 16th. There was no way. And... Maybe they could have been like a close to an eighth spot team, like 10th, 9th, that type of spot. But they just they just locate, low-key stunk all season. They won about five in a row, then they lost 10 in a row. Valent, like $2 million of their dollar, $2 million of their salary cap is in Tamalola and Valentine Holmes. Valentine Holmes, if he wasn't Valentine Holmes, the most, yeah, he made the most enough. he made the most errors this year. Yeah. Such unbelievable. Enough. And I don't know what to make of Tamalolo. Is it the coach's fault for not playing him? He broke his hand three times. He just wasn't Tamalolo. Again, you take his name away from him. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't think he's Tamalolo this year. I think when people look at the Cowboys, like I know personally, I did this. Like preseason, I put them as like a swing. They were either seventh or like last. And I think the only reason I actually thought it was a valid point to say they were seventh is firstly Todd Payton, but secondly, I still look at them with um, Thurston-tinted glasses. And I still think, oh, the Cowboys, oh, the Cowboys, yeah, the Cowboys. Whereas I realize the game has moved on so far from there. So rightly so, fat F. Like I would borderline give them an asterisk and say, get out of here. Huge regression. Yeah, massive regression. And I can only see it getting worse. Mm. They bring in Chad Townsend, and Tom Dearden for next year. That's your halves pairing. Poor Scotty Drinkwater is the, the better of the three players. Who knows what happens to him? Does he go to fullback? He could. Um, but 
Hammer. Hammer's going to be fullback for days now. They, they lose um, Molo, who's a great front rower. Maybe not great, but he's a good front rower. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. The Broncos, you kick this one off. Other than like the past month, I would have said regression. Simply looking at what they have, like they actually have like players. Yes, they've flogged a lot of them out of there, but my current feeling is like they actually progressed a little bit. And coming into next year, they're my team where I'm like, when we talk about it, start of, uh, start of the season next year, a little preseason podcast series. Ooh, they're going to be like creeping on the front door of uh, eighth place. So I'm kind of interested. Yeah, I think it, they kind of swung from a team that I hated and I loved the mistakes they were making and the fact that they were performing so poorly to I think the Adam Reynolds signing just seriously shifted them. And I think with Adam Reynolds in that side, they're an immediate top eight threat because he can put you in games. And that's that's how my that is why halfbacks are so highly rated and paid the most and the most important player in the team because he can single-handedly steer a team into the finals, I think. And you add him, you add Kirk Catewell, who's an origin caliber player, might not be in the most important position. But yeah, I like them for that seventh, eighth spot next year. But as for this season, like you said, I think Kevin Walters gave him heaps of shit, but he actually turned the ship around and they're, and they're on the right path. They brought in Benny Eichen uh, as like the director of football. And, and it seems since then it has it has kind of changed for them. And it's, it's nice. It's nice. You bag them all you want, but it's nice to see uh, a change there. That's what would be cool. Like if they did like a, a Tiger Town version of the Broncos, but just like two months of it, seeing what happened with Walters, seeing Lodge leave, seeing Tavita Pangai leave, and then bang, Icon. I honestly rate Icon very highly. Yeah. So I thought Same. maybe he's he's the spice factor. You just have to... Anyway, that's a great segue into the Tigers who came 13th. Look, let's not go into it too far. They've been an absolute shambles. I think I had them in my top eight from like preseason into this year. I didn't think their roster was terrible, but it's it's a big, fat, stinking F. It's horrible. It's yeah. it's. I'd say it's worse than the Cowboys, probably just because it's been magnified far more with this whole Tiger Town business. Last week, Benny Elias caught on camera saying, "Oh, it's fantastic. The Tiger Town thing is fantastic. Uh, it really reveals how good Maguire is. His attention to detail. The guy literally just drops f bombs and like like hugs his players and tries to get mateship with them. But he can't. It's horrible there. The players yeah. look like they're so bad. Like." Moses Embi was the one talking in the huddle. And honestly, that was yeah. most demotivating hype talk I've ever heard. Like, boys, let's just go play. Let's just go play. So Tigers, regress, depressed. That's a fat <laughs> F. Move on to the Warriors. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, hard. Let's pump through this next through. Warriors, I think it was just a stock standard Warriors year. They, yes, they have everything going against them, not being in New Zealand. Uh Roger Tavarsky-Shek leaving, all that stuff. But they've been in Australia for two years right now. And it's also to an advantage to them because they don't need to travel as much as they usually would. So for me, it was a bang on Warriors year, a D or an E. They were exciting at times, typical Warriors at other times. They finished the year with like a steaming pile of poo. So they're an E for me. Happy with that. Dragon is. What do you think? What do you think Dragon is? Look, started off great petered out a little bit, barbecue gate, and then just a, a, a box two team. Didn't win a game, 
And I thought definitely they could have beat the Bunnies. Like the Bunnies was like, it was a new name every single time the ball was caught. I, it's a shamble there. It's I'm glad Corey Norman looks like he's not going to play NRL. Definitely not in Australia anymore. So a fat F for them. And you know what, Cohen's like? I haven't heard from my uncle in a while, which is kind of interesting. Uh, uh, fat F, regress. Moses Sully yeah. signing, kind of interested, but uh, I give him a, I give him a lot of Fs. I'm giving a lot of Fs. Mm-hmm. And none more for the next team, the Raiders. Like, I seriously was on this podcast and said they could win the premiership preseason. <laughs> like, definitely top four premiership, maybe. And they haven't had things go their way. It just seems like there's so much noise coming from within the Raiders. It's, it's like with players leaving, when they leave, they comment on why they've left. And there's just leaks here, then everywhere. It's, it's, it's a sinking ship at the moment. I had fat multi futures Raiders to win at 10 bucks and Nets to win pre hard and signing at $9.50 and uh, Spain to win the Euro. None of them won. This one was horrible. <laughs> this one was the worst of a lot. The other ones actually looked okay. But uh, Dude, thanks. Thanks for just telling us that bet. That's, that's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. Moving on next to the Sharkies. I don't really like the whole hype this week. Everyone's going, oh, they've done so well. Like, so gallant. Oh, congratulations to this fill-in coach. Like, ninth is ninth. And look how horrible it is. Like, you, how many games they win? It's like, it's shocking. Um, to be fair, I'm kind of on that side. I think, like, we said a couple of times that they're dead in the water. And as I, I don't... Yeah, like you said, we'd like to keep track of who we've tipped and it, whether they won or not when we've tipped them. I feel like I haven't tipped the Sharks this second half of the year. And, I, and they've done all right. So, for me, it's... It's just a pass mark, given the fact that they I sacked see. Josh Morris, Don Morris. I see. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to give I, them I think, a D. I think preseason, didn't we have them in like the bottom four? Or like definitely not making the eight. So I think they've done what they were set to do. But they will be similar to the Broncos for next year and probably similar to the Bulldogs. Their recruitment has been huge. I'm quite excited for the Sharkies next year. I'm quite their recruitment has, has been odd, to be fair, but they they did they have brought in some exciting players. Anyway, careful. There, there was that. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, hope that added some value because we banged on a bit there. Let's move into the footy, Zach. First game, we have the Melbourne Storm versus the Manly Seagulls. The game of the year, almost here. 7.50, Friday night, the 10th of September on Sunshine Coast Stadium, which is pretty much Storm's second home ground now for the past two years. Ins and outs, please. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the game of the year will be the grand final. Ins and outs, all very interesting. Lumi Lumi will start on the wing, which means Dean Eremia. I think it's the last game we play at the Storm, mind you. Uh, Cameron Munster's back in. No Josh Addo Carr. The Ford pack remains the same. Smithy will start. Grant off the bench. Hines off the bench. Pappenhausen is back to his ways. For the Seagulls, the exact same 1-17 to they named last week when they demolished their opposition. All right. For me, like the odds are quite fascinating. $3 to $1.30, $3.15 to $1.40. Des, and I, I remember saying this in like year 11 when um, I were in business studies and there was Cass in there who was a dog supporter. And then it was like Dom fam and a whole, oh, I was Mark Bristol's Roosters fan. And they were just giving, I might've been, oh no, it wasn't Bono, but I don't know. Bono was for some reason in my mind right now. And they're just giving the dogs crap because we weren't doing too well. But I said, boys, listen, Des Hasler, the coach of the time, is a September specialist. Like no more, the none more like the coach that embodies 
the finals are a different season than Des Hasler. It is seriously, it is his forte. And with a red hot Manly team coming to inform, Storm have been looking shocking for the Ooh. past six weeks. Shocking. Maybe not shocking. Shocking by their standards. Thank you. By their standards. So, shocking by their standards. So I just think with a red hot Manly team, adding in the fact that Des is dead set a September specialist and the Melbourne Storm have lost the most games to any other team than the Bulldogs, which is because Des Hazard was the coach there for so long. Ooh. Des has the wood on Bellamy. So with all those factors together, Manly win. Wow. Convinced. Like you honestly sounded like Joel Kane there. That was really nice. I'm I'm very proud of that. And I think the fact that it's eight and a half line, oh, slather it up, butter it on toast. That's it will take that for sure. I just think they don't have like yes, Thomas Travojevic, but you nullify that guy. And I don't like I understand everyone else in their team, everyone else in Manly's team is really informed. Like, oh, like Cherry Evans looking the best. Follows, he looks great. Olukawatu, he's a gun. Schuster, yes. But all these guys, the foil to them is is Tom Travojevic just drawing so much more attention, in my opinion. Can I, can I and they play with confidence because they know they've got Tom who can go and score 20 points at the end of the game. That's why I still I'm not I'm not all aboard the manly train. 25 tries in 15 games is just absurd. But my point with Tom Travojevic is what I want to run by you. Do you think it's getting to a point where the opposition is showing him too much respect? And I say this because I was watching him, especially against the Cowboys, who are a defeated team. And I'm like, let's think of Tom Travojevic as messy in soccer terms. Ooh. And just in a, on a one-in-one situation, you can see the opposition just like, look at this guy. And I'm thinking like high camera angle, looking down on the little defeated person that are up there and just like, Oh, like, please don't embarrass me right now. And like, if they do get beaten, the ankles get broken or they get nutmegged, whatever. It's like, it's okay. It was messy. Like I'm, I'm expected to lose this. So they just, they're, they're coming into that confrontation, not with the mentality that I don't care who you are. I'm going to give this a crack. It's like, yeah. you're the goat. So I'm just going to let you beat me. I agree. I think, I think Tom's getting to that point. Like, yes, he's great, but surely there's more that the opposition can do to stop him. I agree. I think I wouldn't really look at it like, oh, like he's not that good. Like, I'm not trying to say you're saying that, but I, I think he's there's he, you earn that. You earn that type of like, oh, like, oh, I don't want to, oh, like, I, like, for example, Paul Scholes was quoted in the Barcelona Champions League final. He didn't go near Messi because he didn't want to get in a 1v1 with him. And that's like one of the greatest, like, central midfielders, which is unbelievable. NRL, kind of different sport, but it just seems like all the opposition just give Tom the ball in the wrong places or he gets the ball in the wrong places for them. And I think the storm under Kragi Bellamy might have some planned. And I, I, this is going to be an absolute thriller. Like, lock into your armchairs for this one. Yeah, they're, they're the best of that storm at like locking down your strengths. Um, second game, we've got the Roosters versus Titans, $1.23 versus $4.20. See, that's amazing. This is virtually the same odds as the Manly Storm game, which is just, I find that incredible. Um, yeah, ins and outs. Not a lot, not a lot happening here, really. One to seventeen. I'm not even going to go in depth for the Titans. One to seventeen is the same. It's all good. Uh, they got a great forward pack, which I really like at the moment. On the flip side, for the Roosters, it's all looking pretty similar. Even though it probably wouldn't be their starting finals week one side that they would have picked the start of the year. Forward pack looks good. Jarrell Hargraves, Jarrell Weir Hargraves. Sorry, 
Uh, Takeaho, Crichton, Tupanua, Radley. It looks very nice. Sammy Walker will be on the bench, which I think is a good decision. I don't think you want him out there with the big guns at the start of the game. But uh, very nice. Very nice. Should be a good game, I think. Yeah, you can just see that the game plan would be to run for feeder at Sam Walker or, or 80 minutes if, if he was starting. Yeah, not much else to add with this game, Zach. I don't think the Titans should be in this uh, in this competition at this stage. And just a quick one for you. I heard that the coach of the year discussion is down between Bellamy and uh, Trent Robinson, the Roosters coach. Do you think the Roosters coach and Trent Robinson deserves to be in that discussion? Uh, I kind of underrate or undervalue like the fact that you've lost so many players, which I probably shouldn't yeah. because that's what everyone goes on about. Like, oh, it's amazing that they're still there. Oh, the fact they haven't got 10 starters and they all rattle off these names. Rah, 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 rah. Yes, rattle off the names as much as you like. And I get you lose experience, you lose leadership, but I don't think there's a huge difference in what you put in. Not a huge difference. Like, for example, of course, Akira was in there, different story. But I think the other players, there's not a huge amount of difference. Yeah. And Maybe like, B-Moss. Yeah. yeah. And it, and they have lost his players, and that's fair. But at the end of the day, you still have the best fullback in the game, arguably. Um, elite winger in Tupo. You have a great pack in Taco, Crichton, Joe, we're here, Gaha Graves, and Radley, and Tupanua. So it just, it just, it almost proves the point that their roster is so amazing. Yeah, more than I think than Trent Robinson being um, a fantastic coach. Anyway, um, with the game, what's the line? Uh, 11 and a half. And on that point, by the way, they didn't really have a very good record. They, they were so far off. Yeah. Uh, fourth and third, or, or third place, really. But yeah, uh, line is 11 and a half. I'll be tipping the Roosters, but I might take the Gold Coast at the line. I'll be, I'll be on the Gold Coast. I'll be on the Roosters, sorry. I think they might. I don't know the way they're celebrating last week, and then like they could get real. Um, even though it means nothing to them because they literally have nothing to lose, then no one's expecting them to win. They could. I feel like they might shit the bed a little bit. Anyway, Ooh, okay. Penrith Panthers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs again. Similar. All the games are similar odds: a dollar twenty-three to four dollars twenty. Ins and outs. It's just such a shame that Latrell Mitchell's not playing. Really, just uh, he's a grub. Yeah. I get it. everyone hates him. Like I love him, but what can you do? This ruins the finals a bit, in my opinion. 1-17 to 17 yeah. is probably the best 1-17 to 17 the Panthers will put out all year. Their bench, Spencer Lenu, Tavita Panka Jr. and Liam Martin. Like, that is absolute gruntos manantos. For the Bunnies, <laughs> Blake Taff has got that fullback position, which I thought 100%. Everyone was saying, oh, put Benji back there. Oh, put Walker back there. Like, shut up. Shut up. Like, don't put Alex Johnson back there either. He can't catch a high ball anyway. Put Taff there. Get him in it. Try by fire. We'll lose by 30. Go into week two. Beat the Eels. Lose in prelim 40-0. Penrith all the way here. Yeah, I seriously don't have much to add. It's it's a shame for the Bunnies because I've been actually waiting to say this on the podcast. I think their premiership window is slammed, was slammed shut as soon as Latrell got suspended. And here's why. I think Reynolds leaving, Bennett leaving, that is like, I don't, like Reynolds is, I don't want to, I've talked about him a little bit this podcast about how good he is. And then I don't want to, uh, oversell him, but I'll oversell him in the fact that there aren't replacements. So, like, with given that, who like who are better halfbacks in the league than Reynolds? Probably Lachlan Elias, Cleary, Daylight. DC, DC, maybe like, like Wallyard playing ten. Like you never know. There's, there's maybe two or three people that you could replace him and improve. So, 
given that, I think he's almost irreplaceable. I agree. I agree. As a Bunnies fan, I'm in a couple of group chats and we are just day in, day out. We just argue about how bad it was. In Ilias, yeah, we trust, exactly. I guess. I don't really want to spend too much time on this game. It's, yeah. it's anyway, Penrith, I think that it just depends is. by how many. And I'm going to take the line. I don't think, I think 13, Penrith 13 plus in this one. It's 11 and a half currently. Yep, easy. All right. So we had the Parramatta Eels versus the Knights in the last game of the first round of the finals. Sorry, $1.38 to $3.10. Again, identical odds. Interesting ins and outs here. Ray Stone will start at nine. He was a hard hitter last week. Still didn't deserve to be in bloke in the Bars team of the week. There's no way that was stupid. Jake Trebroy should have got 13 spot. Everything else remains the same. Wacker Blake is back in. Wacker. Blake Ferguson, Dylan Brown, Moses, they're all in there. Clint Gutherson at fullback for the Knights. Huge in. Daniel Saff and Clemmer on the bench as well. This is probably where they're going to have to be huge. Barnett is back in there as well. Frizzell, Jacob Safedi, Daniel Safedi. Pack against pack. This could be a monstrous first 20 minutes. This is my smoky dark horse pick. The Knights give him a real run. If not, pip him at the post. Really? My view on this is Eels, they were in the depths of the darkest holes, crying to their fathers and children. Then bang, they G up, do the storm. So everyone's like, oh, they're back. They're back. But they still have the scars of what happened in those four or five weeks where they're getting demolished by teams that were no higher than them as well, other than the Bunnies, of course. Then you come up against a team that is expected to do nothing with a team on paper that is fantastic, in my opinion. This is a game where the Eels think, oh, we've got a lot of pressure. What are we going to do? Oh, Mitch Moses. Oh, freeze. Bang. Kalen Ponga. He has a game in him. As we saw in Origin, he has a game in him. This is the one. They're going to get into week two, I think. Yeah, I disagree. I I do agree with the fact that Mitch Moses could stink the bed. Ooh, and Dylan Walker, as we like exposed, exposed, stink the bed, shit the bed, exposed the other week that um, S, the S word's allowed. It's just the F word. And so that's not, I think, but we can discuss that one. Um, Dylan Brown isn't that great. Um, yeah, uh, no, sorry. No, I disagree. Like, I don't think the Knights will get anywhere close. I think they have been on the most underwhelming win streak in NRL history almost. They were absolutely dismal, uh, abysmal, dismal against, uh, yeah, yeah, against the Broncos last week. And it's just disgusting that they're in the finals, if I'm honest. It's a, like you said, it's a case for top six only for this year. I wish it could be adjusted like that, but anyway, it would make sense. Like you'd, you'd have blow ups. So with that being the tips for the for the round, the finals, let's go into our bracket, everyone. So we'll try and explain this the best we can. Visualize it, people. Visualize it. Yeah, yeah. So put your thinking caps on now, everyone. And Zach, I want you to you to we'll talk through it, but I want you to keep track of if it's first v this, okay? Just so we can. I think that'll help as well. I can do that. So yeah. for the first week, we have Storm v Manly. So that's one v four. Who do we think is going to win it? I think Manly. You think? Manly. Okay, awesome. Legend. Let's put Manly through. Okay, so yeah. So that then puts Manly get a week off and then Storm will need to play the following week. So we go to the next game. We have the Roosters versus the Titans. So that is fifth versus eight. We clearly think the Roosters are going to win. Yep, put the Roosters through there. Yep, so that brings the Roosters to the Storm and we'll leave them there. We'll go to the bottom half. Oh, we'll leave them there. Eels. Eels versus Knights. So that's sixth versus seventh. As much as I G'd up about two minutes ago, 
I'm convinced the Eels win this 13 plus. <laughs> Lovely. And then we have what could have been a good game with Latrell in there Panthers versus Bunnies. Panties. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we have next week, we'll have Storm v. Roosters and Rabbitohs versus Eels. So the top half, Storm Roosters. Yep. We're going to go Storm. Yep. And then the next game. Now, this is a tricky one. I'd like the viewers to send through their mental telepathic thoughts. Who's going to win, eels or bunnies? I'm going to say the eels. Yeah, I'm the same. Just for a bit of spice, that could be an upset. So it'll be, yeah, anyway. So now we have the next week. So Manly and the Panthers have been rested. So the other two teams catch up here. Manly v. Eels. Manly. Yep. And Panthers v. Storm. Panthers. Bang. So, grand final, Manly v. Storm. No, <laughs> Manly v. Panthers. Let's go. Uh, also, quickly, pick the margin. Grand final margin. Now, I'd say Manly win 22-14. Bang. All right. So, I'm going to screenshot this now. If anyone wants the proof, I'll happily send it to them. Um, and, yeah, we'll see how we go, eh? We'll find out grand final night. See you next week. Week one of the finals. Get excited, people. Have a pizza. It's on me. You know, it's funny how much you change as you grow up. You know, before every single swimming carnival, uh, it'd be a pre-race ritual when I was young to have like meat lovers pizza from Pizza Hut every every night beforehand. Gun. It's funny. It's funny, those things. Anyway, that takes us to the final segment of the of the podcast and that's just where we like to um talk a bit of bit of smack it's called the password club pwc and that's just to for that because we had everything initiated because we didn't know who were listening who was listening by the end of it and we say password and for those that send it in there's rewards they get to come on the podcast we transfer their money like such such stuff like that so such stuff yeah let's kick things off (laughs) my english sucks um what do you want to talk about Oh, good podcast, you reckon? I thought that was pretty good. I just hope we didn't go um, too footy because I feel Dude, like people don't listen. We footy. went so long on that A grade, B grade BS. Like people are literally sitting there like, what are you talking about? People come to this podcast on report and PwC, which is what we're in right now, Password Club. So all the tipping is honestly jazz. I think like it's, it was good value. Like if you like footy, I think they oh, would have enjoyed it, but... It's um yeah, it's definitely. Remember when we used to do a super? We used to do super coach as well. <laughs> Imagine for people that are oh, like, you actually did pretty well this season. But yeah, um, I came. Um, if anyone wants to like subscribe for next year, I'm going to be putting out some content so you can pay a couple bucks. I came four thousand nine hundred, and Simat came twenty thousand something something. And this is funny because this guy invited me four seasons ago to come play fantasy NRL. And for the first season, I didn't actually click the correct reserve for anyone. So he beat me in the first season because I didn't know. I thought, ah, oh, I'm at reserve as in they're off the bench and the rest of them on the bench. Didn't know that. Same I didn't tell me the whole year. I screenshot my team every week. Didn't tell me. I think he, I don't know what he was doing. Lost that first season. Ever since I've cleaned him up three seasons in a row and he will not admit to that, but it's the truth. He's going to assume that. Yeah, cool. Um, so what I wanted to talk about, Zach, um, I don't know, you might not want to talk about this, but I've been waiting to get hear, hear people's reactions. Uh, so I don't know if you'd be thrilled. ScoMo. 
So ScoMo got exemption to fly from New South Wales to the ACT to spend time with his family for Father's Day. And of course, of course, there has been uproar about it because he should be like every other Australian. If we can't break lockdown, he can't. La, 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 la. BS, what do you think, Zach? I was previously, yes, I agree with you. I agree that um, let the man be the man. But I think there should be certain exemptions that he gets if it helps him run the country. But I don't think he's some kind of superior, untouchable being that just gets to do things that aren't really related to him achieving the goals that the nation needs. So, you know what? I'm team no. And I'm not hesitant this time. I'm a strong no. Oh, for me, man, it's just like he's the prime minister. Like he, why can't he be afforded luxuries that other people, that normal people don't get? He has, he doesn't have a normal job. There's perks with every job. And I think for him, the, the perk is that sometimes he doesn't have to abide by the same laws that we do as much as it sucks. I think. But where I think do we draw the word, line, Josh? Can he just go up to your wives and children and, and, and kiss them? I don't think so. Like seriously, like. I think our listener, Zach Vargi, put it simply, he commented on a TikTok today, he said, what's dumb is people thinking the Prime Minister follows the same rules as you, you idiot. <laughs> and I, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree, I agree with, with that. that. I agree with that. There's, he gets some exemptions, concessions, whatever you want to call it. But unless this physically, like he needed to see his child who was going to tell him this is how we solve, this is how we do. I think it's got to be somehow related to his job. It's like, for example, the school captain, for this example, the school captain at the school we went to, he got two lockers and that was to help him do his job, right? <laughs> but if, if you gave Scott Morrison, yeah, give him two houses so he can- Yeah, right. Well, what if, I, what? what if I said this? His job is so stressful. This guy has put up with the worst ever bushfires, the, like one of the worst global pandemics. Yeah. And he needs to see his family for his mental health. Then that's cool. But was that the reason? I assume so. He wanted to see his family. So you're assuming. Do you know what happens when you assume, Josh? You make an ass out of you and me. So let's move on because this is not a political right, podcast. You keep on. trying to push this political agenda in this podcast. Pisses me off. Move Next on. question for what me. Talk about? Black or white socks? If you had to go and buy a 12-pack of socks tomorrow, would you get black, white, or would you double in the mixed gray, black, white combos? <laughs> Dude, it's most definitely white. And... And for me, throw it back at you. Give me your color and the length. Uh, mid shin, because then it like helps me with my calves. And it used to be black, but now it's white. Also, actually, yeah. So can you answer what yours would be? I think yours is short white, white right? Do you know, like, I, it's always been like ankle sock white. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I begged. <laughs> I begged my mum because like I always get socks for my birthday. Like that's just like you get socks and undies. Begs her to get like mid calf length socks, and she's refused. But since she's done that, I love I love them, and I always go like mid length socks. So that's my answer to that one. Dabbled in like the ankle ankle ones, like what do you call it? No shows. But I just felt like every time I took off my shoes and walking around in my socks, like I was being judged hard. So now, I just, and you know what's the worst part of that? You're at uni and you're walking, and then the sock falls underneath the bottom, and it's just crumpled halfway down your foot. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. pull some smooth moves with the cafe, the cafeteria lady, and I just had a half sock situation going on. Much. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, oh, 
Yeah, go on. Oh, yeah. I had a question. Um, when did people stop wearing skins? Because <laughs> I don't see it anymore. I, I don't know. I think for girls, they've transformed to like the Lululemons. Of yeah, yeah, I know that. I'm talking about skins. That's like what... You've got your... You've yeah. got your, your First 15, no, not even first 15, like your 14 C's. And then you've just got yeah. Harrison Guy yeah. with like fingerless gloves, long sleeve, like <laughs> on the bottom. Where's that guy yeah. going? Because they're so rare. But back in the day, everyone wore skins. Like I remember cricket, I used to put my skins in the freezer beforehand. So like they came on my legs like cold, which is like the opposite of what you're trying to do. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It's it's funny. It's actually hilarious. That's something I haven't thought about in a while. Like especially like, uh, like year, five, year four, five and six, the kids yeah. that would always wear it. It's, I honestly don't know. It's quite, and I'd always love like school swimming carnival in primary school. Like people would wear their skins as like, they're thinking they'll be like swimming skins uh, at the school carnival. That's, uh, yeah. I have three <laughs> funny people wearing skins. The bloke that is really slow, but wears double long top and bottom. The, yeah. There's a bloke that we knew who was like a bigger fella and he's wearing a singlet with like the shorter shorts and it's double long and bottoms, top and bottom. <laughs> and then the other guy, if you're smart, you'll know him. He wore skin-colored skins, but his his color of skin was far darker than that one. And it was hilarious to watch. It was hilarious to watch. If you know who that is, you're a smart cookie and you, and you were similar um, to me back in the day. I got a pretty funny story that we probably haven't heard in a while. Um, James Newton. So we're at schoolies with the kid. Oh, yeah. Tell and, and we're at Woolies just getting our supplies for the week. Uh, groceries and like Woolies was packed and we were second week of school so Woolies was like running on empty and then we got there at the beginning of the second week and it was super busy <laughs> and and James Newton goes to like I assume would be like a 19 year old maybe like a like 14 16 year old person there I can't remember I just I'm imagining like a teenager and he goes oh mate is it busy is it always this busy <laughs> and the guy just claps back at him and swears at him he's like what do you fucking reckon at school is? <laughs> Something like that. And it's like, it's like Newton was like, oh, okay. And I don't know. I just wanted to bring that bond back up. That was a pretty funny time. Oh, school man. Was... School is was hard. Remember we, yeah, we bought those sausages that were like, the guy had to go out the back and like get them out of a box. And they were like 0.5 health star rating. And then everyone just like <laughs> got done. Like, Harrison ate a sausage and just like threw up everywhere. Just chat. Oh, chat. Um, two Instagram related things I wanted to put, up, put past you, by you, run past you, by you. Um, what do you reckon the protocol is of responding to people that have reacted to your story? I'm talking like when they just like swipe up, they do the little uh, laughing face emoji. I sh- I'm assuming you get those a lot. And it's like, it's not enough that you you're going to start a conversation with, but you feel like you just can't leave it on scene because they've gone to the effort of reacting to your story. True. It's the cheapest interaction that currently exists other than like on TikTok when someone sends you like 38 a day and you just double tap to like like them. And then you like watch a couple after. But I would say double tapping is respectful. And the next one is, because you can't really go ha 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 back because then it's like you find your own thing funny, but you can go hope you're well. Hope you're well, cuz. That's pretty good, I reckon. <laughs> and can you can you go? You've posted a story today. If everyone wanted to go have a look, go look at Zach's Instagram. Who's the top three on your list when you first? Pardon me. Look at your story. Look at my story. What do you mean? 
Like you go, you view the people that have looked at it and then the top three. Because I was just wondering, do you reckon there's an algorithm to that? Because I just have three randoms that, that I never talk to at the top of my three. Uh, no, I have, I have I have two really people that are close to me and then one person that I don't actually I don't actually follow. Offense. Yeah, anyway, I like this might be shit content. But I was just I thought like the people that you most interact with would be at the top. And then Ed kind of I think it's just randomized. Them. Yeah. Honest. Do you check if people view your story? Like who has? Not really. Like unless I put it up for a purpose. Like if I put it up for like views, but I clearly didn't today. It was more so just I was playing music and then it's the dart song. You know the song I put on my story? It's the dart song. Oh. No, actually, I'm going to save it for next week. Oh, wait, wasn't I meant to say something in the podcast? Oh, yeah, at phase. At phase, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner A's. No. It's a lot. Uh, except for lunch. <laughs> so twice. Yeah, but it was bad. Um, and why are you off it at the moment? Oh, mate, because I was like becoming to the point where like, you know, like you love footy, you love this, you love golf. It was like playing golf, but I hated it. Like I felt like I had to do it or something. And I was yeah. playing with my psyche and like, eh, I don't want to go too far into it because like, it's pretty important stuff. But I'm feeling invigorated, energized. You could probably tell on this episode, like I am busting. My lisp has gone a bit as well. I had my lisp for a while. It's gone. Feeling good. So I'm pretty happy. My one last thing, because it wasn't on report and I'll probably forget about it next week. Watch out for people this weekend who screenshot or take a photo of them on Zoom with like eight other people. And like everyone's got like a little margarita in their hands or everyone's doing like, or they're doing Kahoot, like a personality Kahoot. Like, oh, when did Rebecca get with Tom or something like that? Those people are now treating that photo like a photo of Prees. You shouldn't post that because it's not interesting. Prees is interesting. Ah, another person for the September. Well done, GC. Uh, well done. I've just sort of thought, actually, this is what I was going to talk to you. If you're, all right, paint the picture. You're a security guy at the NRL Grand Final. Oh, yeah, this is good. All right, we, we all know as, as spectators what we think of streakers. Like, it's hilarious, right? But what is the psyche of a security guard? Because they're the ones that have to get tackled. Tackle them. I'm thinking, like, they enjoy it. Like they get on TV, they get to tackle someone and they get to get on the field and it's hilarious. But I was thinking like, oh, like would they be thinking, oh, like you're ruining the game. Like you're not meant to be doing this. I think if you're the spe- if you're the security guard that the, that their part didn't get compromised, like if you're the guy sitting there like, and then they jump your section, then you look bad and they're probably going to review your performance. But if it's on the other side of the, if it's on the other side of the ground and then you get to sprint across and just spear a bloke, hopefully wearing like, you know, some chinos or some or some undies because, like, otherwise you get a few choggers in the foggers. But that that would honestly be fun as long as you're not because they always jeer them though. Like, if they if that person like slips or something, or you get goosied, doesn't look that good. But I honestly think they wouldn't care. Like, they're honestly just thinking I'm just getting some money as long as it's not you never, their actual zone. You never see the seki smiling as they're doing it though. Uh, they can't. Well, I'm. Oh. Oh, they're what do you mean? They're just, just seckies getting paid for like probably 30 bucks an hour. Like, well, you know what? Uh, 
Like, no, but like, it's not like their pride that they've gone past them. It's like, who cares? They've just. You know the one that annoys me though? At the cricket, actually, it probably builds atmosphere, but at the cricket, when the beach ball goes down and then everyone's like cheering at him and then like some of them actually just pop it. That is yeah. like no fun. I don't mind the bloke who holds it for a little while and it's a bit cheeky because then the crowd goes like, oh, come on then, come on then. Yeah. And then he throws back and it's, oh, but you don't. Oh, you know, I've brought it. I've been the one to been the one to start the beach ball at the cricket once. You were, yeah. When I brought it, I brought, I brought it in, <laughs> and then I must have been like, oh, like thirteen or so, and I brought it in because I always just like I want to be amongst the like I've been, like watched a fair bit of cricket with my dad, and um, quite once I got knocked out of Oztag. This is genuine. Got knocked out of Oztag. Had to go to the hospital, and we had to go to T Twenty that night, and ended up going to T Twenty. And um, <laughs> and I brought, that is like um, honestly the Aussie dream. Like oh, like yeah, <laughs> like we, we can't, and we, I, can't I, we can't miss Mike Hussey score twenty because I was oh, little and I just we never sorry, I think we never we never knew where to sit for the cricket because like there's that rowdy section isn't there that at the SCG yeah, all the boys yeah and we never like we it took us a while to figure out like that's the rowdy section anyway we got in there once and I, oh, I don't know it must have been small but and the ball just never went to me and then like once I brought it and it was pretty gone. I did one once. Okay, I'm probably done after this because I, I got to go get some yeah. dinner. But Mark and Luke Bastoulis, the guys that are one of them, I, actually, Luke listens to the podcast. They listen to the podcast, friends of mine from school. And we went to the cricket and it's like SCG, like apparently there's this thing called the run where like you get there at literally like 5.30 and you run up the stairs because there's like five good seats in the whole ground, right behind the bowler's arm, like in a certain section, undercover. I don't know, it's crazy. And we leg it. Like leg it, but we hadn't slept the whole night because we had one of those like little all nighters, little cheeky Xbox sessions. Mm-hmm. We get there, so that's six o'clock in the morning, right? Sprint, you do your business, and then you just chill and like you go play bat and ball, you muck around, have a coffee, like yeah. make a cigar. By ten thirty that morning, I was fast asleep. I'm sitting in my seat, <laughs> first ball of the day, sitting next to Mark, Dad. I'm like, <laughs> fall asleep, and I fell onto his shoulder, and I fell asleep, and I was ah, oh. it's not even that good of a story, but. Pretty My cute. goodness, it was as a memory. All right, let's wrap this up. Shout outs for me. Uh, I know you have one, but for me, it's it's James Finney. Um, this guy is is a sudden fan of the uh, the podcast, and he's put his hand up to do the audio. So I think I think we might have to um, hit him up soon when, if we keep going the trajectory that we are. You, Zach? For me, the only there's only two Titans fans I know. One, Bryson Long. Two, Carl Olive. Carl Olive, mate. So good to hear you that you heard the podcast last week. EPL sucks. On report to that, I'm a, I agree with you. Great bloke. Uh, one of the OGs. Take care, Carl. Shout out to you, buddy. I hope you listen to this long because we probably should have done it far earlier because I reckon you've zoned out now, but all good. And apologies to everyone who thought that they were new to the podcast last week and they thought that the podcast was uh, the five of us that were last week. That was only a special event, so I'm sorry if we've let you down and we simply can't have them on too often because we feel like people would rather listen to them uh, more than us. Like I was genuinely concerned last week. And if those boys want to do a spin-off, like I wouldn't be against it, yeah, but I'd also like be, Seinfeld I'd, and I'd, friends. I'd We're Seinfeld, they're friends. Yeah, legit. Um, uh, also, Angus Tonkin, hope you're doing well, bud. I know you're working hard. Your club yeah. faith looks open and square. Wish we had you on tonight, bud. Take care. All right. Yeah, keep grinding. Uh, password. Well, Ooh. No, password is the number for your app phase. Daily. daily. Oh, no, no, not daily. Because people might have zero for daily. Uh, yeah, weekly, weekly app phase. 
weekly app phase. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. Well. Take care, Ants. See you later, Ants. We'll Bye. see <laughs> Oh, shit, man. Do you reckon, like, people are going to know what oh, app phase oh. is?